Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzie Stevens. Back to El Bernard. So there were 12 men out there for the Buffalo wow. Bills. And this will move the ball inside the 20, and it becomes a 36-yard game-winning field goal attempt by Will Lutz. There's nothing guaranteed. Good snap, good hold. Kick, perfect. And the Broncos have come to Buffalo, and they're going to leave with a win. 24-22 to get to 4-5. and five. Now that is an impressive win. That is an ending worthy of a wild week in the National Football League where on Sunday five, that's right, count them, five games ended with a last-second walk-off field goal. But now because the best things in life come in six-packs, Monday night, the Broncos miss the game-winning kick, and then the, the Bills, who are just absolutely hell-bent and determined on delivering as many self-inflicted wounds to their own efforts to win a football game as the New England Patriots. Hell, maybe even more on Monday night. What a mess. We'll get to that in a second. Too many men on the field, uncharacteristic mistakes on special teams, and that highly effective unit where the Broncos can get a special teams unit out there in 10 seconds and line up for a field goal. Lutz goes for the kick. 36 for the win. Broncos stun the Williams on Monday night football capping off a wild week 10 which we talk about here on your old favorite top of the morning podcast on sports breaking boston with fitzy and hart for tuesday november 14th 2023 must be nice to uh see your team score points go on the road uh be in a unique environment uh touchdowns uh effective special teams all the things that Denver did on Monday night. That must be that must be really nice. But woe be the Bills. You were saying to producer Cooper Leonard before the podcast uh, and the program begun here, hat that uh, it may almost be as as deflating and depressing as it is in Patriots Nation this year. And I can attest it is. Uh, how how frustrating it must be to be like a Jets fan or a Bills fan when you see a team that has so much talent yet somehow just continues to find ways to lose and can't get out of its own way. Yeah, it's one thing to just suck, and the Patriots suck. I mean, it is what it is. You don't have talent. You don't have execution. You don't have any of those things. Mm -hmm. But to know you could be winning, should be winning, have the ability to mm -hmm. win, and also know that the opposition, if you're the other teams in the AFC East, really isn't great. Like, I think everybody's underperforming. That's got to be frustrating. And – it's also one thing to say, well, we don't have a quarterback. It is what it is. We got to find a quarterback. It's another thing to have your quarterback, and your quarterback is playing not great football. Um, he's being assisted. I mean, that's that's the bad mix. Is Josh Allen we know is going to throw some of the head scratching throws, but now his receivers are like, yeah. So even when you hit me right in the hands, sometimes I'm going to volleyball set pass it up to the defensive back. And uh, Gabe Davis, anyone tell him that in a contract year, that's not a great idea awful and i mean there's some haters that are like oh josh allen throws it too hard get the get the f out of here catch the goddamn ball you're an nfl wide receiver <laughs> like you, you have, you have one job like run and catch that's it right um 
And I do find it interesting, the glee that Josh um, Allen throws it too hard. Oh, that's a thing. That's absolutely a thing on Twitter. There's Um, too much mustard on his fastball. Shut up. um, I also am intrigued by the glee. I think the Patriot fans have realized, okay, I'm not going to get any happiness out of my team. Oh, no. So maybe I can get some happiness out of watching Josh Allen fail and making fun of Josh Allen and the Bills. There's some of that. Um, going on, but Zach, also Zach Wilson, you know, you know, not winning a well, game. That Wilson, was that's bullying, in my opinion. The guy stinks. Yeah. The guy yeah, that's like that's like, like make that's like making fun of a two year old for crapping himself. Like, <laughs> right? You know, like it is. You're still in, you're still in the diaper zone. What are you gonna do? Um, but also, like across the league, you mentioned it. Six games decided by a field goal. Mm. But you watch some of the details, the ups and downs of all the various games, and it's like good football or bad football like is that one team playing well the other team playing crappy and then them flipping like the browns for example and and deshaun watson like flipped the script we stink oh we don't stink anymore in the second half we're gonna come back and win this game like there's just i give the nfl credit they always find their way to be entertaining oh and there there's producer boy <laughs> there's a, nice too job hard. Too hard. Yeah, he he too searched hard. the X platform for Josh Allen throws too hard. And there are so many tweets from last night's game uh, at Brown underscore Brown. Roberts 11. Maybe Josh no. Allen throws the ball too hard. I honestly don't know anymore. What's wrong with this team? Josh Allen throws the ball. You're right. My God, stop oh, yeah. making excuses that that used to be our domain until we just realized that the Patriots flat out stink. No, Andy says Correct. sucks. He says he says stinks on TV. He says sucks on the podcast. Yeah, they're not good. They're not. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good in any way, shape, form, capacity, whatever. Andy, having the Patriots having just played in Germany, and we will get to what a worthy effort it was. All ten years, the full decade of effort Robert Kraft had to put into getting that game to Germany. What an export! What a product! Yeah, you uh, almost got a what a half a point per decade per year or something invested. Yeah, in. <laughs> that's pretty good. And I'll make mention of a uh, loyal listener to our podcast and longtime Patriots friend who has endured, I think, the absolute worst of it this season in particular. So there's a lot to look forward to on today's Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Don't miss it. But um, yeah, there's a little uh, there's a German phrase for what Patriots fans are going through right now. It's called Schadenfreude, taking joy in the failure and misery of others, because that's all. That's all. Pats fans oh, I have it was right shitty now. Season. It's not yeah, shitty that, season. No, it's Schadenfreude. That's a different Schaden, pronunciation. Yeah, that's a different pronunciation. <laughs> similar words, uh, similar words, similar phrasing. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, okay. Like for example, this past weekend, you you mentioned like was it bad football that turned into good or entertaining football for we the fans and consumers? Maybe in some aspects, um, like Atlanta, Arizona. That's probably not going to go down in the Hall of Fame as like an all time great game. No. But was the finish compelling with Kyler Murray and that? sick overhead camera doing that run juke thing that he does like he's back he looks he looks healthy he looks fresh like he's not our problem but he's a hell of a lot of fun to watch because he's like a video game character yeah Um, but even he is the version he's the qb version of the nfl like he made some of the worst throws i've ever seen on an nfl field well good point i should wait i can't no no no. i can't say that because i saw mac jones interception and that now has okay some of the he made some runners for the next yes yes um but yeah, he he's an interesting guy. He will always be an interesting guy. I think he's gonna be infuriating. But talking about quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I also love this new storyline that's developing. Well, everybody says it's all about the quarterback. Then how come Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert wouldn't be in the postseason if the postseason started today? Okay, so so you don't want a great court. You wouldn't take Joe Burrow. Is that the message I'm taking from the tone of again that argument on Twitter, where people are like, I guess it's not all about. No, no, no. I would take those guys in an effing heartbeat. Gra- people are grasping. This is what happens. These are like in desperate times, desperate measures. 
and people are now all all across Patriots social media and beyond and in the in the deepest deepest darkest parts of NFL social engagement people are just coming up with crazy rationales explanations and excuses like for example I I dare anyone to uh, on that very same front challenge me to the idea that like Lions and Chargers was not a phenomenal football game like that wasn't a lot of great defense played I don't care 79 points were scored and it was a back and forth affair Keenan old man Keenan Allen having the season of his life in his mid 30s with that crazy AC joint sprained bone sticking out so great show so awful that's what it's like the bursa sack of an elbow on a shoulder it's crazy it reminds me Edelman had that a few years ago and it's so like when you see it in person it's like it just kind of turns your that's how up. banged up he was in 2019 into 2020 yeah, yeah it's Ugh, it's tough so it's gross. A, it's a rough watch. Uh, but like Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, they're turning into a really fun story. Like that was a hell of a comeback and a hell of a game. And Come the, But the thing I find interesting is we see all these details and we're talking about, oh, Allen and the Bills are underperforming. They suck this, that, details. And then you just look and it's like, oh, yeah, Eagles Chiefs look like they're uh, headed for another collision course. They're taking care of their business atop the standings. Like, uh, But the Eagles may have to go through San Francisco once again because after... And they will because Brock Purdy is the most overrated quarterback of all time. He has... That's, that's I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear freaking... What's his name on ESPN calling Mac Jones a pea shooter. Brock Purdy has a pea shooter. He succeeds with his pea shooter with that team and that scheme and all everything that, would, that goes... That would, be, that would be Rexual Ryan. Yeah, that, yes, Rex Ryan, yeah. sorry. Like, he's got a pea shooter. It, he makes it work for him in that scheme with that talent around him yeah, and all of I that. I love his little rollout, pea though, when he, like, when he, fa- when he play action and rolls out. And like, Purdy fine. does that nice. He does that but nicely. He, is it Purdy? It's a Purdy Purdy. Rollout. It's Purdy. He's got a pea yeah. shooter, but... I, their I defense do, stepped up this week, though, Andy. That's well, the, that's their the defense big thing. is awesome, and they added a great player to a great defense. Like, yeah, yeah that's how it works. I've always said top five roster or top five quarterback. The Chiefs have the top five quarterback. The 49ers have a top five roster. And they're in, well, and then you got the Eagles who are like, well, we kind of have maybe a top five quarterback and a top five roster, so we'll do the double dip. That's, those are the rest so, okay. of the success. Yes, fair, fair enough. I, I think it's going to be, I honestly, but like Minnesota now, six and four with the past or not winning two games in a row for them. Now they're a legitimate wild card candidate. Like they, they may be a fun storyline to latch on to. Also, someone has to win the NFC South. I guess it's going to be a division that likely has a team with a losing record once again, emerging as the <clears throat> champion. Uh, you've got, let's see, other fun storylines. Okay, let's let's look at a couple of wonky ones in the AFC right now. So Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, who had won five games in a row, now they get absolutely throttled at home by the 49ers who look back and then some. He's got 2,120 yards on the season. Only nine touchdowns and six picks. Again, another one of those people that Patriots fans and some other fans are pointing to saying like, oh, yeah, my quarterback, uh, I thought Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be. I can't tell you exactly what's wrong with the Jaguars offense right now. I don't know if it's a play calling issue, if Lawrence is managing an injury or what the story is, but they absolutely should be more productive and prolific than they are. You've got the Texans surging with C.J. Stroud not only being a lock for rookie of the year, legitimately entering, legitimately entering the MVP conversation at this point. That kid has been out of his mind good. Of course, it also helps when you have a stud offensive line, but we'll get into that later. That's that's not worth unpacking. At doesn't the have stud receivers. No, he does not. Argument, you know, the, yep. the whole, well, you got to have this, you got to. No, I, 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 I've always believed an alpha is an alpha, an alpha quarterback. And 
we're finding out. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is a true alpha quarterback. Like that's good point. You find out him, as they like to say, mm-hmm. Timothy, him, mm-hmm. that CJ slice. A- absolutely. That and that's a thing. And all of a sudden, like you can make those around you look better and people believe in themselves a little bit more and like the cohesion and everything that a, a true franchise quarterback, and I know it's early. And, and I'm, I'm falling victim to the early returns on C.J. Stroud and all that. But he certainly looks like one of those guys that it just the physical, the mental, the leadership, mm-hmm. the attitude, like he brings the whole thing. And when you put it together, everybody else around him becomes a better football player and the team becomes better because he is that true leader. All right. A follow up to that, a point about the team we opened with, and then we'll wrap up our little Tuesday edition of what's going on in the NFL here on Breaking Boston. Um, now. The, what's going on with the Texans? Like the Patriots went 10 and seven in Mac Jones's rookie year. And there was some confidence and some faith that, Hey, maybe they had found their guy and the Patriots were on the right track and all oh, Belichick's turned it around this so quickly. And here we are, we're going to do it LFG. And then it all comes apart the next season. And now it really has come apart. Why did, do, why does, why does what's going on with the Texans feel different? Well, I mean, <clears throat> Show me the the game where Mac Jones did anything like what C.J. Stroud is doing consistently. Like, Mac Jones was a game manager. He was along for the ride. He could beat backup quarterbacks and bad defenses and things of that nature. C.J. Stroud says, boys, get on the back. Let's go. I'm Superman, and I'll take you where you need to be. So that's where I would start with the comparisons. Now, oh, the bottom 2,626 yards with 15 touchdowns and only two picks through nine yeah. games and a 5-4 and four record nobody saw coming. Wow. Yeah, so take your comparison to Matt yeah, Jones yeah, okay. 2021. Lube it up real nice. Turn it all sideways. Right, all right, all right, family podcast. Um, but there's also the possibility, like, Baker Mayfield closed out his rookie season with whatever it was, 28 touchdowns, was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I leave open the possibility that year two, people figure out C.J. Stroud, whatever, like that whole, there's a book out on him now, they study tape. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll have to adjust to the adjustments and figure things out, but – like that he's nothing like Mac Jones, Pro Bowl quarterback leading his team to the postseason in 2021. He is a totally different beast, but that doesn't make but the quarterback position. Like, I don't know if you watched last night, the Manning cast, um, which was I, enjoyable I, as always. Um, yeah, except, except the Lindsey Vaughn interview was just. Oh, I didn't that watch was, that. That was I like watched, falling down. That was falling down a mountain on skis. I don't That's like okay. her. I'm I'm not a fan of hers. I've never liked her. She rubs me the wrong way. Um, yeah, it was awkward. Okay, but anyway, the Manning yes, uh, picking apart picking apart quarterback. Like I like it when it's just the two of them as well. Like un- unless Schwarzenegger is going to come in and feed the donkey, I'd rather just watch the Manning brothers pick apart football and right. introduce us to a next level of gridiron intelligence. Absolutely. But, and, and Manning, I mean Manning. Uh, I probably should say which Manning, Andy. There's two, you yeah. idiot. Uh, Peyton is what I can only envision Ted Williams was as a hitting instructor when everybody said he was terrible at it because he basically couldn't understand why the guys couldn't do what he was telling him to do as the greatest hitter of all time. Manning's distaste for poor offensive execution, poor quarterback play, poor decision-making is so entertaining. Like, he gets so – he seems personally offended – that someone is doing the job he used to do at such a piss poor level in front of mm-hmm. a national TV audience. And I love that about him. But as you watch those, you also get into how much goes into the position. Like there was one point last night where they're just like, Oh, Russell misread that the hot read. He thought it was coming from here. And he threw it for like, they just go off on these little tangents of minutia football, mm-hmm. like the intricacies of football. 
And that's the reality of that position. Forget about the pressures of the position and the external forces and, and all that. Like the minutia play to play, the things that the quarterback has to yeah. deal with at the NFL level. On the fly, no less. Right. And that's how you go from C.J. Stroud is the greatest quarterback of all time to, wait, midway through his sophomore season, why is C.J. Stroud struggling? Like what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So the the quarterback situation in the NFL, and I know people have talked about it, what, what's the number like? 10 rookies have started this year when you roll in like the the badget and the, all those guys like and, and the clayton tunes yeah not a, aiden o'connell like not all of them probably should be starting games but there's some good quarterback play going on in the nfl really good then there's some really bad then there's some up and down like it's a quarterback league it just is and you're seeing that on a week to week or a half time to half time basis like i go back to Go, speaking of tweets, you look at the tweets from the Browns-Ravens game where everybody's like, Deshaun Watson blows. This is the worst contract in the history of football to, hey, Deshaun Watson looks pretty good in this second half. Deshaun Watson can't be touched. Deshaun Watson's starting to look like Deshaun Watson again. Yeah, who's and this that guy? Was, like a, That was within an hour and a half span or whatever that people were shredding him and then praising mm -hmm. him. So, And we see it with Mac, obviously, the broken man here in New England. But oh, it, it, the oh. position is amazing. It can be amazingly gratifying and glorifying and it can be amazingly piss poor and just like spirit breaking let me just say this this is fat this is absolutely fascinating to me um and i i gotta tell you after what i saw last night i'm not gonna rule it out so as we head into the patriots by in the afc it is chiefs ravens jags dolphins steelers browns and texans that are in the playoff picture which is just stunning and you've got the bengals colts bills Raiders, chargers Jets, Broncos, and we'll forget about the Titans and the Patriots. But I ask you, like the Raiders have won two in a row. The competition gets harder. The Bills keep making mistakes. I don't think the Colts are all that good. I definitely am into the Bengals being heard from once again. But, but what about the Broncos? Like the last two games, they've beaten the Chiefs and the Bills. Javante Williams has it going on. Suddenly the defense is playing much better football. Their special teams, like we saw, very well executed. Sean Payton looks like he knows what he's doing, has gotten familiar with his team. And Russell Wilson is playing high-level football. Like, he, he's moving so well. Maybe he went to Awaken 180 in the offseason because he's tight, limber, and uh, much more agile than I've seen him in years. Could the Broncos be heard from out of nowhere in the second half of the season? They could. Um, and I do think it starts with Peyton settling in and Wilson getting back to Russell Wilson. Looks like he's playing Russ classic Russell Wilson football it's fun. It's last kind of fun night on the sideline yeah. was reminiscent of the throw to lock it in the back corner of the end zone a few years ago. Some of the, when he ad libs and has the right receiver that he can make some of the great plays you'll see, but he's also, he's doing that running thing where he like runs and then slides and like never gets touched. Never like never puts himself in harm's way. It's kind of um, smart. Uh, absolutely. And do I think they have what it takes to compete necessarily in the playoffs? Probably not. Are they a playoff contender in the mixed up AFC? Absolutely. Um, Cause there's a lot going on and there's going to be, we see it so many times Manning's uh, Eli Manning's giants were the classic case. Thanksgiving is coming. They're talking about firing Tom Coughlin in New York. Oh wait, they're about to go on a run after Thanksgiving and win the Super Bowl. So would you, if you ask me, could the Broncos be a team that did that, go on a post-Thanksgiving run to like a, a deep playoff run? Absolutely. I think they have all the pieces if they want to put it together. And it would just be the most 2023 NFL thing if they lose a game 70-20 to 20 and then somehow turn it around and make the playoffs. Okay, you know what? 
all my grousing, complaining, and disdain for how sloppy the, the the football was in general earlier this season. This season's drunk. The season's a mess. The season needs to be put in a car service and sent home. It might actually now be getting kind of fun. Maybe part of it is just being able to completely divest ourselves of any thoughts of path math or whatever in a postseason for the Patriots and just focus on the rest of the games. Maybe the Pats will get a high draft pick. Maybe we'll see some fun games along the way. And for all we know, it'll be a, you know, Texans Lions Super Bowl, yep. or it could be Bengals Bengals Vikings. Uh, we're, we're, hey, weren't the colors of like red and purple or something like that supposedly in the NFL logo in that conspiratorial oh, video? Yeah, that's the new thing. Yeah, 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 that's the new thing. The logo tells you who's the teams that are going to be there. Purple and red. Okay, so uh, Texans Vikings. Book it. All right, I'll see you in Vegas, Andy. That's breaking Boston for Tuesday, November fourteenth, two thousand twenty-three. Thanks, Coop. Thanks to everyone at Odyssey twenty-four hundred Sports and Beyond. He's uh, at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY, and we will talk to you later on Six Rings and Football Thanks.